0: Um, one note from Kathy Cootley Kathy's aunt and daughter who live in Deer River are moving out but don't have a whole lot of help uh, to move they have rented U-Hauls and will have everything packed up but they're in desperate need of help loading the U-Haul van Saturday the 21st of October they're looking for someone from your church from our church who might be willing to help Um, if you could uh, check that out evaluate see if you have the time let us know. They'd be willing to pay a couple of uh let's see, guys, $100 each for the day. If they could come and help, contact Eileen at 218-244-7204. If you're interested, thank you in advance. Please see if that's something that you're able to do. Um, transitioning really quickly, if you could, we're going to get into this morning's, um, I guess, giving message. But... I found myself diving into my own devotions and going through the book of First Peter. If you would, wouldn't mind going to First Peter with me, First Peter chapter one. And it has a lot in here, a lot in here. I think one of the greatest things that I love about the beginning of First Peter is it has one of the most eloquent, succinct summaries of the gospel. If you wanna know how to get to Jesus, if you wanna to know to, how to get to where you're going, He summarizes it right at the beginning of 1 Peter. It's pretty amazing. But I wanna first talk about who he's talking to, and then we're gonna jump around a little bit. 1 Peter 1, verse 1, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ. I always like to talk about who he's talking to or who the apostles are talking to. To those who are elect exiles of the dispersion of Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, Bethanya, according to the foreknowledge of God the Father, in the sanctification of the Spirit for obedience to Jesus Christ and for sprinkling with his blood. May grace and peace be multiplied to you. I'm reading out of the ESV, by the way. Again, he goes into, and I want to jump down a few verses, but goes into the whole message of the gospel. I encourage you to read read that on your own. And we might actually do that next time we're together with me. But I'd like you to draw your eyes and attention to verse 13, please. Called to be holy. Verse 13, it says, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance, but as he who, ho- who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on him as father who judges impartially according to each one's deeds, conduct yourself with fear throughout the time of your exile. Now, again, remember who he's talking to, right? But there are definite pieces that we're pulling in as believers in Jesus Christ in this information as well. Again, throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways inherited from your forefathers not with perishable things such as silver or gold but with the precious blood of Jesus Christ you were ransomed and you, you, you were paid for by the precious blood of Jesus Christ like the lamb like that of a lamb without blemish or spot he was forced known before the foundation of the world but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you who through him are believers in God, who raised him from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God. Last little chunk here. Having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from your pure heart. That's what Jesus said, love one another, right? Since you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable through the life, living and abiding word of God. For all flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers, the flower falls, but the word of the Lord remains forever. And this word is the good news that was preached to you. I think we have to be careful when we digest this, because there is some things you could take out of here and pull. What, so what do I have to do to get there? What do I have to? The whole point is there's nothing you can do. It's everything that Jesus has done. That when you've accepted Jesus Christ, that when you've been given the grace of God himself, that is when the true anointing happens. That is when the true empowerment of Jesus Christ and God's word has taken over. And when we realize in our hearts that it's nothing in this world, nothing in this world, that is more worthy than the grace of Jesus Christ and what God and Jesus did on that cross, when we understand that, then the world moves, then we are given the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit is transcended through us to the rest of the world and right now this morning I want to speak on that value that value of accepting Jesus Christ as our Lord or Savior and understanding that nothing again we do nothing we do other than the belief in him and what he did on that cross and the tremendous sacrifice nothing we do can even come close to what he did he closed that gap. Jesus closed that gap so that we can connect with God and that we can be given the Spirit. So in our giving this morning, when we think about what we do, right? Again, it's that reflection of the heart. And when we flash forward in Peter, Peter talks a lot about that, about what our hearts look like. And you know, why do we give? Why do we give? Is it to get anywhere? No. Uh, our giving is a reflection of our heart. We wanna be there and we wanna keep our body healthy, our church body healthy. And that's one of the greatest things that we can do through our giving is keeping each other as Christians healthy and keeping the church body strong and being able to go out and teach the Word of God and the gospel. So this morning, reflect on that, reflect on the idea that we are giving with our hearts to further the gospel of Jesus Christ this morning. So let's bow our heads and let's bless this morning's offering. Father God, thank you so much again for the gift of you, Father, the gift of Jesus Christ on the cross the tremendous sacrifice that was given so long ago, but we get an opportunity to take in, to drink in, to understand that your grace is truly unimaginable. We pray that what we do this morning, whether we're able to give through monetary gifts, through servitude, through whatever we can to keep our church together, our body together, and to get your word out and witness, Father. We pray that this offering, this gift, can be used accordingly, can be used to get out there, to preach your word, and to pull the people in that need you so much, and we all need you, Father. We thank you again for this amazing morning. We ask that you continue to be with us this morning as we continue to worship through the listenings and teachings this morning in your wonderful, amazing name. Amen. Offering boxes are back in the back of the room. If you take advantage of that as you leave this morning too. Moving forward, Pastor Steve. Okay. Thank you, Josh.
1: Last week we talked about the door and we discovered that the door into life abundant is Jesus Christ. And the title for today's message is Accessing That Door, Accessing It. And we know that there is one way also to enter, and that's through humility and a contrite heart, an approach to God and to his word, and we now have a skit that's gonna help us portray that.
2: I told you to make that call yesterday, Mike. We can't lose this deal. Hey, we all have our plates full. Maybe you need to get a bigger plate. Fine, I'll call him, but I have to do something first. All right, talk to you later. I swear this company would completely fall apart without me. Oh, sorry, I didn't see you there. That's okay, I'm used to it. Say, you look familiar. Oh yeah, you're one of the employees I laid off a couple months ago, right? Yes. Well, That's life, huh? So did you try to get through? Oh. Do you mind if I go ahead? I'm kind of in a hurry. Thanks. Hey, sorry about laying you off. Nothing personal. Yeah, right. I don't have time for this, come on. Oh, forget it. What's the big deal over there anyway? I've got it made right here. Mike, I, what? Who decided that? I'll be right there. No, I'm on my way. Dear God, please forgive me. I don't want anything or anyone to be between me and you. I forgive her and anyone else who's hurt me. I don't want to be in unforgiveness anymore. Please help me. Thank you, Jesus. I praise you, Father. I love and worship you, Lord. I serve you, Lord, with gladness. Thank you, Jesus.
3: Thank you for the skit that was uh, last week. Uh, the skit, uh, our daughter Sarah Erholtz wrote it, it was uh, Andrew Erholtz was depicting the one with addictions. Sarah Erholz depicted pride in that skit and Emily Howe showed fear and insecurity. Today we thank Anna Drummond, for um, showing us the thing of I would say busyness, uh, consumed with busyness, consumed with being in charge, and like she said, I've got it made, just like my life is now. And then Joy Erholtz depicted the one that had a, forgive, a forgiving heart, humbling herself before the Lord. So thank you for depicting that. And now do you have something that goes with that, honey, with your message? Yeah,
1: well, Jesus, as we said last week, we were looking at the door is Jesus. And... Uh, he is the way, he is the truth, he is the life. You know, we had a quote of Jesus in John 10, 10 from the Amplified Bible. Jesus said, the thief comes in order to to steal, kill, and destroy. I came that they might have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows there is a place in jesus that there is no other way except through him i mean this is where life is and it's eternal life a greek word that's often used there for that eternal life is the word zoe but it's the kind of life as god has life and that's what the world needs that's what your unsaved neighbors and friends co-workers schoolmates Whatever it might be, that's what they need. They desperately need to know who Jesus is because he is the doorway into liberty, into life. He's the doorway to health. yes and Physical, mental, emotional health, relational health. He's, he's the one that reveals what our destinies are truly to be and our purpose in life and so many things he's a door to wholeness in our beings he's a doorway to peace to shalom to shalom shalom he's a doorway to love true love to joy to the glory of god and we could go on i'm sure you could name more things But here's a key point of this message following Jesus and choosing to first listen to Him and then yield to Him in His voice. And when we're yielding to His voice, it's words. And we, of course, know we have the Word of God, the Bible. This will bring us through that door. It's yielding. In our skit here just a while ago, it was portrayed, this this young lady had been fired, there she was holding things, unforgiveness, a grudge against her employer, and was eating away at her, and it would not allow her to go through the door. Well, what she did was she yielded to the word. The word was forgive mm-hmm. and you will be forgiven. So there comes that yielding to the word, the word of God, but without God's word, without his words, his word, the door is like a secret door, unknown to mankind. Without God's word, we're blind To the possibility of there even being such a door. People need to hear. They need to know. And we are those that need to be speaking it forth and telling them. I'm talking about us. The body of Christ. And it's wherever you live. Wherever your home is. Wherever your dwelling is. Wherever you work. Wherever you attending school, just to be unashamed, unashamed, without the word, we are blind, that reminds me, we were just seeing podcast of the Robertsons, <laughs> you know, the duck dynasty people, dynasty people, anybody ever hear of them, a few of you, <laughs> most of you. There's a movie that's just coming out. Yes. I don't know if it's in the theater here or not. Does anybody know? I hear absolutely no response, so there must not Maybe be. Maybe not
3: yet. Oh, <laughs> well, it is. One okay. in, it is
1: in black. Um, do you know the name of it?
3: The Blind.
1: Okay, it is called The Blind, but it tells the story of how they came to Christ. And how is it Phil? Is that the Father? I would say that
3: He came to
1: Christ. He came to Christ. Uh, that 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 would be a, a good movie to attend. But without God's word, we're blind to the truth. We're blind to the door. We're blind to the way and to freedom and to abundant life. We're just blind to it. But God's word brings light. That unveils that wonderful secret. God's Word brings the light. Says in Psalm 119 and 130 Your Word is a doorway that lets in light, and it helps gullible people understand. That's the God's Word translation. God's word is like a doorway. See, Jesus is the doorway, but Jesus is the word become flesh. He's the word become flesh. And it brings light to us. This word brings light to the darkness where before it's totally dark, totally dark. Now he brings light. We were in town on Friday And we were in a in an office building, and and someone looked outside, and they said, "Who turned out the lights?" Did anybody notice like how dark it got on Friday? Nine thirty in the morning. Yeah. I mean, Nine it looked like midnight. midnight at Walmart. You <laughs> <laughs> we were at Walmart, yeah. and you know it did. It was. It was.
3: It was dark.
1: Dark. You know the. There was no light, but God's word is what brings light and unveils the truth, the wonderful secret of the door, Jesus the door. It says there, it lets in the light and helps gullible people understand. Well, that word gullible, that means easily fooled or cheated, quick to believe something that's not true
3: that describes the times we're living in.
1: It does. Yes, and that's how the enemy always works. He always works through deceit. He tries to put, turn down the lights farther and farther and farther. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's slowly, 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 but that's almost worse in a way than if it's all at once. But he, where he uh, <laughs> The light of the Word of God is what is needed to show where we're getting off track in things. And that can be in our home, in our business, in school, schools, in our government, in our country, um, so that we're not anymore seduced by Satan's deceptions and by, by Satan's lies, by current cultural trends which change, I've seen them change so much just in my lifetime. Current cultural trends or moral attitudes of the day, they change, they can change. Well, what's the truth? Where are we gonna walk? Where are we gonna stand? Where are we gonna talk? How are we gonna live? Well, let's not be gullible, let's be in the word. Let's know the truth and we can be strong and we can be sturdy and we can have backbones in this day that we're living. This day needs people who have backbones.
3: That's right.
1: Backbones that are strengthened and strong by the word of God, by the truth. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that are gonna be through the door and living in that abundant life that others can see. Others need examples that they can see, hallelujah. God's word enlightens us and points us to Jesus, who is the door. God's word turns on the light. And Joyce has here. I like that. <laughs>
3: So Psalm 36, 9, it's one of my most favorite verses. For with you, Lord, is the fountain of life. In your light, we see light. I remember when you couldn't get that. You said, I don't get that. No, no. But he gets it now. Easy Read Version says, your light lets us see light. See, it's his light lets us see light. Living Bible, our light is from your light. And then the passion, the fountain of life flows from you, Lord, to satisfy me. In your light of holiness, we receive the light of revelation. And what came to me, this morning I wrote down, sometimes we needed a revelation in understanding ourselves. We've talked about the culture we're in and um, maybe relationships or, but what came to me was, we need revelation from God just to understand ourselves. And that's what he does. He can give us light that helps us begin with me, help me understand me, Lord. And then I can start to understand him. Um, And then I wrote, I got some more I wrote down. Um, This was Monday when I was looking through at those scriptures, I just started to write Picture all of us walking in here and there's no lights on. There's absolutely no light. Well, we would all think, well, we know there's electricity running to this source or, you know, there's electricity. And we'd say, where's the light switch? We would go, we'd absolutely be confident there's light switches somewhere here to turn on the light. But it's not enough to know that the electric is working. It's not enough to know that there are light switches. But if you want light to come get turned on here, you're gonna have to flip the switch. You're gonna have to be the one that flips that switch. Or at home we would say, Alexa, turn on. How many of you have Alexa or whatever she is for your lights? We're the only ones? (laughs) We do. We get up in the morning. It's dark. I walk towards the hallway. I say, Alexa, turn on plug one, and all the little lights come in on our living room. Anyway, but okay, so the analogy is the same with God's light. It's not enough to know that Jesus is the light of the world. It's not enough to know that his word can turn our darkness into light. Here's where it gets personal. It has to be I. you. We have to decide personally we want to be a receiver of his light. We're going to do what we need to do to turn that light on, the light of Jesus. Well, it goes back to the word. I got a feeling most of us have a Bible. I couldn't find, you took my phone, I didn't get it back. I was gonna show them my phone. Now the word is on the phone. But we have so much access to the word. But that's not the key. That's not the key, it's when you open the word and literally read something from the word consistently or you open your iPhone or whatever you use. Um, We need to decide that we are gonna be regular receivers of his light every single day and through the day. That's what life is. It's not just, oh, I had a great time reading a chapter from the Bible this morning, but then the hours progressed and oops, what happened at school? Or what just happened with my husband? Or what happened at my workplace? We need to keep that light on. And that's what the Holy Spirit's for. We have Holy Spirit, Bonnie and Kathy, we have Holy Spirit living in us. The light, he is our light. He's our revealer. And so one thing I wanted to point out with that skit, if I, here it is. I just had this where I like to do a little flip devotional, calendar every morning. It's Rick Renner, Gems. And um, this is the one that struck me in regards to the skit that we just saw. It's a way to personalize it. Rick Renner says here, if God's spirit has been trying to deal with you about a negative attitude you have towards someone else, Pay attention to what the Holy Spirit is saying to you. Now let's personalize what we just saw with this skit. Get alone with God. Talk to him about it. Ask him to put his divine hand into your soul. ask him to put his divine hand into your soul and to extract any ugly growth that is trying to grow inside of you. God wants to liberate you, but it must begin with your invitation. And so Lord, just right now, Lord, it was one thing to see a little skit portrayed. We've already heard Steve give scriptures about your light, but Lord, we wanna personalize it this morning. We want you to be so real to us, like this said, that you put your divine hand into each of our souls to reveal and then to pull it out, the tiniest offense, or maybe there's some with really deep roots. But Lord, we wanna be liberated this morning. When we go out the door here, we wanna go out liberated. Thank you, Father, for your work in Jesus' name, amen.
1: I believe the Holy Spirit is saying that he's just desiring, he's longing for each one of us because each of us have things in our lives. More than likely, there's something that you've been dealing with, you know, and that can be in whatever realm. It can be relational, can be financial, can be Physical disease or problems in the physical body, mental, emotional, I mean, whatever, there's lots of things, work-related, school-related. But whatever the problem is, there is a doorway to the answer. It's through Jesus, through his word, Through the shepherd, the great shepherd wants to bring you as a sheep, his little sheep, through that place of safety. He wants you to bring you out of the fear. That's where many are. They're in places of fear. Yes. Oh, much fear. Mm -hmm. Many people deal with fear, worry, Anxiety. But see, the Word of God, there's a Word for all of it. But then what we need to do is find it, find the light. But then we need to do as Joyce was saying, we need to humble ourselves to that truth. We humble ourselves to the Lord Jesus, but really it's to His Word, His voice, because His sheep know His voice. We need to yield ourselves to the Word. We need to be in the Word. We need to get in the Word. We need time alone in the Word. We need time when we can be there and find that thing. Well, like for instance, when I've used much Isaiah forty-one ten. Fear not, my child. Fear not, my child, for I am with you. Don't be dismayed, disquieted, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, they that are incensed against you will be as nothing. You will look for them and you will not be able to find them. And I am telling you, you can take that word for yourself, but meditate on it. I didn't memorize that verse. I just meditated on it, and it's just there now. But that's what he desires for us. That's what he longs for, because he knows that when we submit to that word, but see what happens when we meditate on it. We it gets conceived in our heart. It's like a seed that gets conceived in our heart. It gets planted there. And then it starts probably with like an embryonic stage, but it grows as we continue. You know, it says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hearing the word of God. That's a good thing to do, too, is to quote it, to quote the word, meditate on the word. Just roll it over and over and over in your heart and your mind, and you can even speak it on your way to work. Just speak the word. And you can even make it into a declaration. I will fear not, for God is with me. I will not be dismayed. For he is my God. He is going to strengthen me. He's going to help me. With his right hand of righteousness, no hand more powerful. Nothing is too difficult for God. See, that's the way to receive the words, to submit to the word. Yes, this is the truth. I know it so much. I believe it so much that that's what I'm going to base my life on. I'm going to yield my life to those words. If there's something coming up that you're dreading, see it in the light of the word of God. See it through the lens of the word of God. What would God say about that thing that you're dreading? What would he say? Go right back to the verse I just quoted there. Fear not, my child. You put your name in there. Don't you be afraid, for I'm with you. And I will strengthen you. And I will help you. And I will uphold you with my righteous right arm. Hand and arm. Oh, wow. What a hand and arm. So strong. Let's meditating on it. Meditating on it. It's, yes. Seeing it through the lens of the word of God. By the help of the Holy Spirit. Even this, we need help. Yes. We'll be getting to some more of that. And some lessons that are coming up here, some teachings. But it's by the help of the Holy Spirit we even do this. He's the ultimate teacher. That's a good thing to ask when you get to the Word. When you yield yourself to the Word, submit yourself to this Word. That's going to bring you through that doorway. I'm very glad I wasn't in that skit this morning. <laughs> so, I, and I had to walk go through that door. Joy, you did. Joy did that so well. Anna, I'm sure you could have made it through too.
3: <laughs> <laughs> if she had unloaded first. <laughs> but
1: got, you gotta unload the baggage first, right?
3: <laughs> you know, I keep having a thought. It's like it's like the Lord is saying, bring it back to the very the the simplest, the very first thing, and it's the prayer. Lord, I want to trust you. I don't know if I do, but I want to trust you, and I want to trust your word, but I don't know if I do. And so, Lord, we're this morning for, for that one, for anyone here, we'll pray that again for ourselves, Lord, We want to trust you and we want to trust your word. So that they're not just gonna be black ink on a white page, but they're living words that are personalized to us. It's like our name, you say our name with that scripture. It's for us. So we thank you, Lord, now by the work of you, Holy Spirit. We believe you are teaching us to trust God and to trust his word. Thank you, Lord. I'll just tell you, Steve knows this, I say it often. We often um, have short times of prayer together before we go to bed. (laughs) And I'll be sitting there and I'll just, I'll say, I trust you, Lord, and I trust your word. And the reason I said that is because I probably had something challenging that day. There was something in it that wasn't an easy day. And so it's my way of saying, I don't understand why that happened or You know what? I'm just saying, I'm saying, I'm going to keep trusting you, Lord, and I'm going to keep trusting your word. Absolutely. And that's a good confession for all of us every day. Thank you, Lord. Standing on the promises of
1: God my Savior or Christ my Savior. Remember that old song? That one goes way past the 80s, Josh. Sure. I mean. Standing, standing, and it's on the word, yes. the word of God. Yes. And as we kind of come in for a landing here today, I'm going to bring just across this this section. I believe the Lord wants me to before we stop here today. Jesus is the Word made flesh. Thank you, Lord. Now this is again Holy Spirit revelation has to be here. Thank you know, Joyce Lord. mentioned that scripture. I didn't get that one. In thy light we see light. You know, there was just something, I just couldn't grasp it. And there's places in my Bible I'll put a question mark. You know what? One of them, it was 30 years later I got it. All of a sudden the light bulb went on and I understood it. I'm not sure I totally understand. Well, the thing is, I know I don't totally understand this, what I'm going to even preach now, but I'm going to present it because I believe the Lord wants me to. But the word... Jesus is the word become flesh. Jesus' sheep know his voice, they know his word, and they follow. Yes. Once we hear, we have the choice of submitting. Mm -hmm. Hear that word, submit? Submitting to God, Jesus, and his word. I heard somebody just last week that was teaching, He he said that the Bible can be summed up in one word. Jesus and it's all pointing to Jesus. see? All of God's word points to him to Jesus. Even the Old Testament books point to him who is the word become flesh. Luke 24:27. I'm not sure it's not right online there, Luke or uh, Carson, but Luke 24:27, if you could find that one, down a ways and beginning and this is jesus now talking about jesus and beginning at moses and all the prophets jesus expounded to them in all the scriptures note it was moses and the prophets all the scriptures that's the old testament the things concerning himself it's all pointing to jesus then john 1 1 in the beginning was the word And the word was with God, and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. That's our Jesus, yeah. that's our Jesus. And then going down to verse 14, this is the Amplified Bible, that, this verse. And the Word, Christ, became flesh and lived among us, and we actually saw his glory, glory as belongs to the one and only begotten Son of the Father, the son who is truly unique, the only one of his kind who is full of grace, always remember that, and truth, absolutely free of deception, the Amplified puts it, absolutely free of deception. In this day, when there is rampant deception, people, that's their whole aim is to deceive. Deceive is to blind our eyes so we don't see clearly and truly. But here we see that Jesus has come and he is absolutely free of deception. He is the truth, he is the truth. And as we meditate on his word, we're meditating on him and we're hearing his voice and his voice is the voice of truth. God's word is spirit. It's in a different realm from the flesh. The things in the flesh realm, they're temporal. But the word of God is eternal and it's spirit. It's spirit. It's understood and received first through our spirits, our spirit beings, by the Holy Spirit. Not through our minds. That has gotten me in trouble a lot of times in the past. It probably still does sometimes. I try to figure it out in my head first. But it's through the Spirit we receive it. Mm -hmm. Through my own foolish pride in my mind. That's what kept me from the baptism in the Holy Spirit for so long. And kept me from the prayer language and speaking in the prayer language and tongues. Because I couldn't figure it out with my head. I couldn't figure it out with my mind. You know what? I figured out I will never. At least I figured that out. I'd never figured it out. (laughs) I figured it out that I would never figure it out. That's pretty good. (laughs) But it's understood first through our spirits, not through our mind. That's what's gotten some of us hung up on some things. John 6, 63, Jesus said this. It is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak, I speak to you, our spirit. Mm-hmm. It's spirit food. Matthew 4.4, and I found out this week, I came across Luke 4.4 also says, man doesn't live, we don't live by just bread. We live by every word that comes from the mouth of God. It's spirit, spiritual food, spiritual food. You like to eat, don't you? I do. I do too. I really like eating. Even like, at 8.30 like
3: at night. I don't eat after seven, but he always has his <laughs>
1: snacks. Snacky cracky. Yeah. But you know what? I like to eat, eat spiritual food. Yes. I like the word. Oh. And, and the more you do it, the more you get a hunger for it. Yes. The more you get hunger for it. I was at a place in my life in 1991 where I had, was very ill, deathly ill, I guess they told me. I didn't realize it at the time, but they said that's what it was. And I wasn't eating. I hadn't eaten much for a long time. And after I'd had surgery, the nutritionist came to me and said, Steve, you have to eat. You know, I didn't want to eat. I didn't feel like eating. It just didn't look good to me. But she says, if you don't eat, you're going to die. Because your body's starting to eat. You know, you're, you're gone beyond fat. You're about zero fat, you know. He didn't look good.
3: No, it was pretty. He had no fat on him
1: at all, I don't think. Yeah, but I ate. I made a decision, I'm going to eat, and I did. And you know what happened by accident? <laughs> Tell the, him. <laughs> a big Salisbury steak meal was Salisbury steak. I hadn't eaten anything, you know. I hadn't even started on jello they bring me the Salisbury steak, mashed potatoes, green beans, everything.
3: It was a mistake.
1: Yeah, it was. But. But I ate the whole thing. (laughs) Because I was eating for my life. And you know what? I liked it. I actually, I got the, and God must have done a miracle because, because it went in and it went out all just fine. (laughs) And. And I just, I haven't stopped eating. <laughs> <since>. <laughs> well, the same is true. I could say this to you spiritually, a spiritual nutritionalist speaking to you this morning. If you don't feed on the word, which is spirit, it's gonna, you're gonna get sick spiritually. You're gonna get weak spiritually and weaker And weaker and weaker. Well, I just don't feel like getting in the Word. I didn't feel like eating. But I knew I had to. And that's what we're saying this morning. As we're coming in for a landing here with this message. You need to take those bites Maybe you haven't been in the Word like you should. You know what? Don't get into condemnation, please. That is not what the Lord wants for you, to be in condemnation about it. Just start eating. Making plans. You know, you have plans to eat each day. Do the same with the Word. Get in the Word. And specifically, think of that area in your life that is that problem area that's keeping you from going through the next door see there's the first mm-hmm. door is to receive jesus as savior but then there's a lot more levels too after that and just ask the lord for scripture if you can't yes. find it you know yes. google it you know I a lot know. of times that's what i'll do for scripture on I something know. just ask yes. you know a, a google it and there's a whole list of scriptures or Look in your concordance or ask a friend, ask someone and just get in that word and start eating it and you'll see how good it is and you'll start living like you have never lived before in regard to that specific problem. You'll see the victory. I'm gonna see the victory. I'm gonna see the victory, amen. Those songs were so lined up this morning with this word. Hallelujah.
3: So, um, Lord, f- for any of us, um, we may be, we want to, we want to feed on your word more. We're, we're just saying, Lord, feed us, feed me, feed me, and show me where you want me to read. Um, uh, Let's get between me and you, Lord. I do want to feed on your word. So help me to know what scripture to read, the right, the right time of day or the way to do it, Lord, if it's in the car or wherever, it, the time of the day, how to do it, we're saying, Lord, feed us. Hallelujah. Thank Teach Lord. us how to feed and yes, eat yes, yes, yes. your word, Lord, in Jesus' name. We trust you, we trust your word. Yes, we do. Thank you, Lord. We do. We do. We Thank do. you, Lord. Thank you, Holy
1: Spirit, yes. for revelation.
3: Yes. Uh, and
1: we'll talk a little more about that, I believe in the future but right now we're going to cut